Welcome back to the Look and Sound of Leadership, an ongoing series of executive coaching tips designed to help you be perceived in the workplace the way you want to be perceived. I'm Tom Henschel, your executive coach, and today we're talking about getting unstuck. As she greeted me in the lobby, Miranda let me see she was fuming. I knew in an instant the decision she'd been anticipating hadn't gone her way. For over a month, she'd been pitching her ideas about a major policy decision to everyone around her. Influencing the outcome had been our only topic of conversation during a previous coaching session. Now it seemed the decision had been made and not in her favor. Once we were sitting down, she could barely contain herself as she vented her arguments all over again. Her first argument, which she thought should be her only argument, was that every solution but hers would completely mess up their supply chain. Why, I asked, and then she told me why the other solutions would be disastrous. After she forecast her grim outcomes, I asked, what if that did happen? Well, there'd be no product on the shelves in three weeks, she replied before I'd even finished asking the question. When I asked her what if that happened, she predicted losing major accounts and a decline in the stock value. When I asked her what if that happened, she ran out of steam. She let out a big breath, and she smiled with resignation. I'm just pissed that I lost, she said. I hate losing. Miranda had been stuck thinking her solution was the only right solution. Scott was stuck in a different way. Scott's a good manager, but managing Rachel had been a challenge for a long time. She always seemed embroiled in one situation or another. Her latest situation was a spat with a co-worker named Doug. It was now so spiteful, they'd only communicate via email. Scott gave me a lot of background about some of Rachel's past situations. And to be honest, there was a lot to tell. At the end of it all, I asked, What's Doug's part in this current feud? What do you mean, he asked. You mean, what did he do other than being Rachel's victim? Yeah, exactly, I said. How is he actively contributing to the situation? He has to be contributing somehow, or he wouldn't be in the story. Scott looked a little sheepish. You know, he said, I haven't asked myself that question even once in all of this. In my head, the problem's been Rachel. It's not surprising, given her history, but it's not fair either, and it hasn't helped resolve the problem. He gave a rueful laugh. <laughs> I can't believe I forgot to think about Doug. Scott immediately conjured up several ways Doug might be contributing to the current situation, and those imagined stories immediately gave Scott new ideas for handling the situation. Suddenly, Scott was unstuck. Mary Ann's story is different yet again. Right when our coaching began, Mary Ann got promoted to senior vice president of her Fortune 100 company. I want to get my arms around this SVP thing as fast as I can, she told me. Our early coaching focused on shifting her into her new position. At one point, she said she felt like a salmon desperately jumping in turbulent waters. But Marianne wasn't deterred by discomfort. She pushed forward. After she'd successfully launched her first project, something she had witnessed but never gotten to do herself until now, 
She said she had finally begun to feel like an SVP. When I first became an SVP, I couldn't ever finish my work, she told me. I was always falling farther behind. I wasn't seeing my friends or my family, and I was always so tired. Everything I'd been good at as a VP suddenly seemed like a liability in the new role. She continued, I didn't understand the shift in elevation. I had to stop working like a VP in order to get up to the SVP level. Letting go of all the things I'd done so well was really scary. It was, it was so uncomfortable, I thought I was failing. Marianne had been stuck in an old way of working that until then had always been successful. She got herself unstuck by working and thinking in a new way. Miranda, Scott, and Marianne were each stuck in different ways, but they all faced the same challenge, getting unstuck from habitual thinking. Stuck thinking blocks new ideas that don't fit into our familiar boxes. We usually know when we're stuck. We just don't know how to get unstuck. What follows are three methods for getting unstuck that are particularly helpful in the workplace. Here's number one. Getting unstuck from truths. When you are absolutely 100% positively certain that your way is the one right way, but for some reason you aren't getting a lot of support, challenge your thinking. Miranda got unstuck from her visions of disaster by challenging every assumption she made. Now, how can you challenge your thinking? Ask yourself, why? If you ask yourself why and follow your answers to their farthest logical conclusions, you may discover flaws in your thinking, or you may find ways to address concerns that have been raised by others, or you may discover where your data is thin and needs some bolstering, or you might come to understand that you just have strong feelings about it. Asking yourself why helps you get unstuck from things you think are certain and must be true. You can use this technique to challenge your own thinking or to help others challenge theirs. If you're going to use it with others, tread carefully. Why questions are practically guaranteed to put people on the defensive. Why sounds like a challenge, and many people hear challenges as a threat. When you use the why technique, don't use it to argue and prove your point. Use it with neutrality. Allow the other person to explore her own thinking so she can talk herself out of being stuck. Okay, that's number one, getting yourself unstuck from truths by challenging your thinking. Here's number two, getting unstuck from stories. Consciously consider contradictory points of view, especially about people. Scott was stuck in his story about Rachel. Since she had been a problem before, she must be the problem again. And, by the way, maybe she is, but maybe she isn't. When we think about the people that we see all the time, it's human nature to discount data points that differ from our preconceived notions. It's natural to repeat the stories that are already in our heads. I experience this resistance against a new opinion all the time. After coaching clients for months and hearing their stories about how they've changed, I'll often reconnect with their bosses to see if they are noticing the change. 
when I ask about specific instances, more often than not, the boss will say something like this, well, now that you mention it, yeah, that has gotten better. But until I asked, the boss had been stuck in his old way of thinking about his direct report, even though the change he had been begging for had been right in front of him. You have stories in your head about the people around you. When you're stuck on people issues, consciously consider other versions of your stories. It will expand your thinking even if you come right back to your original version. So that's number two, getting yourself unstuck about people by consciously considering other versions of your stories. Here's number three, getting unstuck from strengths. Relying on old strengths can be a liability in new situations. Marianne had been a very successful vice president. After her promotion, it was hard for her to stop working like one. It's counterintuitive to think that your strengths can get you stuck. But sometimes your strengths simply don't fit the task at hand. At that point, put the strength down and do something new. Choose to use an underdeveloped strength. Choose to ask questions or to ask for help. Choose to emulate someone else. Choose to be a learner. If any of those choices would create a shift, do it. It'll begin to get you unstuck. So that's number three, getting unstuck from strengths by choosing to do something new. Given the daily pressures weighing on all of us, it's not surprising that we do what we've done before. Operating on our assumptions and working the way we've always worked is fast and efficient until it's not, and then you're stuck. Knowing how to get unstuck is critical if you're going to maintain the look and sound of leadership. If developing yourself interests you, five other podcasts you might listen to are Act with Intention, Getting Growth Acknowledged, Leadership and Listening, Leadership and Self-Deception, and The Look and Sound of Self-Esteem. Each of those podcasts, and all our others, can be found on the Essential Communications website, EssentialCom.com. That's EssentialCom with two M's dot com. From our homepage, click the navigation button marked Coaching Tips. That'll take you to an archive of all our podcasts. When you're there, you can search the archive by categories that interest you, and one of those categories is Personal Growth and Self-Development. There are more than 35 tips in that category to help you think more deeply about ways to help yourself move towards your highest potential. When you're at the website, you can also download every tip as a PDF to save for yourself or to forward to others. Our podcasts are also available through iTunes. Just search for The Look and Sound of Leadership. Until next time, I'm Tom Henschel. Thanks so much for listening. <laughs>